guys, this is Sean. And this is Connor. And welcome to the Gene Pool Variety Hour. Your geek safe space. Join us as we talk a bunch of geeky stuff, chase a few chickens, and just wing our way through it. Oh, so, yeah. hop on. Hey guys, welcome to the show. This is our special Christmas episode of the show where we're going to try to have a little bit of a Christmas theme to at least some of the things we talk about. <laughs> yeah, that was Connor. Um, so that was pretty good if you ask me. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. So a couple of things we're going to do today. We're going to, uh, one, I got to talk about The Punisher because I just got done watching it. Of course, we just got done seeing Star Wars a couple of days ago, so we got to see that. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you. You got to see that? We, we already saw it. We, we so got to talk just, about that. Yeah, that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, um, and there's going to be spoilers all through it. I'm not even going to try to. So just if you've not seen it yet, once we get to the Star Wars part, just fast forward through it because we're going to talk about whatever we want to talk about. Also, probably going to spend some time talking about some fun Christmas memories. Oh, yeah. Uh, geeky memories, oh, yeah. horrific memories, <laughs> and everything like that. And then we're going to end it up on our... our uh, not weekly, but our episodic Christmas spot one. Yeah, there you go. And this time we're going to go through and talk about uh, Christmas Horror Story, uh, which has got a couple of people in there you've probably seen before, a bunch of people you haven't seen before, and a series of four or five stories that just really are... Basically four or five stories um, all, all crammed in into one movie and sped through, um, and somehow all of them linked together in some way, which I feel like is i don't know i did not like it i'm just i'm just gonna say that so anyway so where do you want to start today which one do you want to start with um i'm personally i'm, I'm just gonna let you get punisher at your system so you can you can take point with that okay so for those of you guys that don't know um we love all the superhero stuff now listen we're not superhero um experts we haven't read the comics we don't read the comics uh i can't a couple of years ago, I wanted to kind of jump into them and uh, start like learning about Deadpool and that kind of stuff, and it just didn't happen because I can't figure out where to start. Where to just it's like jumping into a slipstream or jumping into warp drive, and, it, and it's hard for me to do. So, but I really focus on uh, like the movies and the TV shows and that kind of stuff. So, Connor wants. To, yeah. um, um, I would like to point out that even though we're not into into the comics, it doesn't mean we're not superhero novices. You know, you know, we we still know a good bit about these heroes. Right. We just don't know. Oh, we just Wait. don't know about their story arcs okay. in the comics specifically. Did you hear what you just said? What you said? Just because we don't read the comics doesn't mean we're not. We're not superhero novices. Novices. Novices means you don't know anything. I know. Okay, you mean not. Okay. Anyway. anyway. They they knew what I meant. <laughs> So anyway, it's, so it's just, it's just we know our, our stuff. We we just don't read the comics. You so know? I've been su I've been super happy with um, the Netflix uh, Marvel series. Um, all of them have been really good, except as we all know, Iron Fist. Iron Fist was horrid. That was, and, um, I would like to point out that that was the director's fault. You know. Um, well, I yeah, because of the direction he took with everything, the way exactly. he directed Danny to to act, but the guy that plays Danny is just he just seems like a doofus because He's in the, because in the Defenders, in the Defenders, which was a different director, mm -hmm. different showrunner, he was still the same character. Well, yeah. So, I just uh, so but, you could you could have gotten rid I mean, of him and I'd have been completely fine with that. But I mean, I'm, 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 I Iron Fist in itself from what I know about him is kind of a Goofus. He's kind of a goofus. He's a, a piece. Goof, a goofus. Okay. Yes, he, he has a goofus. Hashtag goofus. <laughs> anyway, so um, 
So anyway, so I wanted to talk about The Punisher because that's the latest one that came out. Of course, you know, Daredevil came out, and then you had Jessica Jones, and then Our I think, favorite, I Luke think, Cage. and then Luke Cage, and then I think Daredevil two came out. Daredevil season two came out before uh, Iron Fist, then Iron Fist, then the uh, Defenders. So that it's been going on for a lot longer than you think about. Yeah. But anyway, so in Daredevil season two, the uh, you know it really kind of focused around The Punisher, which was you know you know Frank Castle, and and it was pretty cool and. I think they got such a good reception with that, they they went ahead and d- did a green light for doing the Punisher series. And I just got done watching it. And I don't know what everybody's issue is with it. It's a lot of people I'd seen after it came out. I was a little bit late getting into it because I had a bunch of other stuff going on. But one of the things that I'd seen a lot was that people were complaining because it just wasn't Frank Castle at the beginning. And it took too long to kind of get him into his per- Punisher persona and this kind of stuff. Dude, I had a grin on my on my face from ear to ear from see, from episode one all the way through the thing I thought that uh, uh, the, the character arc that showed him kind of in his own world of PTSD and just trying to live his life um, in, in construction work at the beginning and then how he got sucked back into some things as he was trying to figure out how to take out the other guys when he found out that there was more bad guys to take out I thought the storylines was really good. There's a couple of things that I thought were pretty fully expected. Uh, if you haven't seen it, again, I'm I'm not worried about spoilers. I, I'm not going to worry about whether or not you've seen it or not because I'm just going to talk about it. So, um, you know, there's a there's a guy in there that ends up being one of the two big bad guys, um, and it was uh, if you want me to say spoiler, it was it was his best buddy um, when he was in the service over in Afghanistan. You know, and I think I. I think I tweeted when I watched that episode where he was, where he was identified as working with the big CIA bad guy, that you know that that was a big shock. Said nobody ever because I mean you just saw that coming. Um, and you know, I really liked um, his his partner in crime, David. Uh, I think David Lieberman was his name. He was a computer hacker type dude. I don't know if he's in the comics or not, but anyway. But I like the, the dynamic that happened between the two of them. I mean, Frank basically tortured the dude for two episodes before he finally trusted him. But they ended up becoming really good friends and kind of really helped each other out. I, I just really liked it. That I thought that the, the dialogue was good. The writing was good. The acting was good all the way around. I thought, I thought everybody did a great job of the acting. And, and I'll just say a couple of things. You know, one, a couple of really good things. And, and and one really thing that I didn't agree with the, where they went with it. Um, first of all, the violence in it, the, it's graphic and it's excessive, but it's awesome. Frank just takes people out with impunity. I think I'm using that word right. And uh, has no problems, no delays, no hesitations at all. Uh, the last two, last two episodes had two of the most awesome, best, cringeworthy beatdowns I've ever seen. And, uh, you know, Connor hasn't watched it because he hasn't really watched a lot of the Netflix series. You did show, um, but, you did show, show me the death-worthy scene. Right, right. But the, the, the beatdown in the final episode, I said, dude, you got to come watch this. you got to come watch this. And he had the same reaction I did. It's like you're cringing at the same time you're going, that is so freaking awesome. It was so cool. But anyway, I won't ruin it for you if you haven't seen it yet. But just just trust me, the last two beatdowns in the last two episodes are stinking awesome. So it was very well done. Um, I would probably rank it up there with the writing. I would probably rank it up there with Daredevil. 
uh, and Jessica Jones. Uh, I didn't think the writing was the best on Luke Cage. I liked that show, um, but I I thought Jessica Jones had the the deepest. Just because the funk music. That's the, that's why I, I like love nineteen seventies funk. That is true. <laughs> um, I felt like I was watching a nineteen seventies black exploitation film, uh, which I love. I love those. But but anyway. So, uh, I know I'm some old white dude that loves that stuff, but it's, <laughs> I know it's weird. But anyway, so, so that's weird good. in general, dude. Well, that's why we do the podcast. Exactly. So, I, uh, I like the writing. I thought it, I rank it up there with Daredevil um, in terms of the writing of Jessica Jones in terms of the writing. The one thing that I did have a problem with was his relationship with Karen from Daredevil. Okay. Of course, you guys know, and if you guys have seen all those in Daredevil season two, they kind of developed a kind of a, a relationship where she really cared about him and wanted him to be okay. And of course, she became a character in this uh, season, uh, Punisher. And you could see that it was kind of developing into almost a romantic type relationship. You really saw that in a couple of scenes. Now, here's my issue with that. Now, you guys have seen Daredevil. You know that she and, and Matt Murdock. They definitely had feelings for each other and had a relationship developing. Then she found out he was Daredevil. Then she felt betrayed by him and by the violence that, that he does every night and the danger that he puts himself in every night. Um, and basically that ended their relationship because he wasn't honest about the, the violence and all that kind of stuff. Okay? Nobody is more violent than the Punisher, than Frank Castle. Okay? So, you know, in Daredevil Season 2, he got convicted of... 37 murders. I went back and did some research on this episode, this season of Punisher. He had a kill count of 58. So dude's got a kill count in two seasons of 95 people, yet she's got all the hots for him. But she couldn't have the hots or couldn't have a relationship with Matt Murdock because of his violence. So, okay, Connor's showing me something weird. Um, I don't want to see that. So I'm not going to tell you. Anyway. So it's funny. It's funny, um, but anyway, it, it's a meme with. Okay, I'll just. I, no, no, I'm not going to. Yes, this, yes, yes. This yes. is a fan. This is a family podcast. So no, oh, we're not family. No, no. You're talking about a guy who um, who's convicted of 37 murders, and you're saying it's a family podcast because we're not condone. Well, anyway, yeah, I guess you're right. So anyway, Connor just showed me a meme uh, of this little ceramic figure. Of a, a, a of a girl or a woman, blonde-headed woman, thing. Little wearing little a little witch hat, sitting on top of a pumpkin, and the question on there is, "Where's the stem?" And I'm just gonna leave it at that. It's, you get the image in your own it's head. It's freaking hilarious. So, so anyway, so Punisher was awesome. So if you haven't seen it, go go watch it, um, relish it, binge it, um, enjoy those beatdowns at the end, deal with the relationship with Karen. But I would probably rank it up there with Daredevil and Jessica Jones in my top three of those of those series. You know, I put Defenders next to last because Iron because Iron Fist is in it, and then I put Iron Fist last because it's all about Iron Fist. So, oh, um, here's a question. Yeah. Um, do you think the Defender will, will be on the next? I'm um, sorry. Do you think the the Punisher will be on the next Defenders? Oh, I think I'll have a role. I think I have a role. I don't think he'll be part of. I don't. I don't see him as the, being part the of the actual group. You know, he's buddy buddy with everybody, and he's. Uh, you know, I think he might go off on his own and kill people they're trying to capture or something. I don't know, but it'd be like a crossover ally like they do on CW with, with all their shows. Yeah, maybe, maybe I don't know, but anyway. So they've already greenlit uh, a second season of Punisher, so I'm all for that. Um, but it's really good quality stuff and it's good quality violence. Now, does it rank, do those beatdowns rank up there with the, uh, the fight in the jails, in the jail in Daredevil season two with the pencil? 
I don't know. That was pretty creative. Uh, and that was a lot of blood and a lot of death for the pencil. Wait, what? I, I told you you should have watched Daredevil. So, um, Daredevil kills a bunch of people. Not with Daredevil. Pen. Daredevil hadn't killed anybody. He's beat a bunch of people up. But he hadn't ki- no, no, this is Frank Castle. This is the Punisher. Frank Castle somehow killed a bunch pencil. of people. With a pencil. In a jail, it sounds like it sounds like I'm playing Clue. Frank Castle with the pencil in, in the jail, jail cell. So, oh, uh, that's funny. Oh, it 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 was quality. It was quality violence. But anyway, <laughs> so go check out the Punisher. It was really cool. I talked way too much. Yeah, um, yeah. So I wanna I wanna shut up for a while. Yes, please do. I don't know what else you want. What what's next on our list that you want to talk about? I'm gonna get a drink of water. Um. Um. Well, let's see. We can talk about Star Wars since we're already talking about uh, movies and stuff. All right, go for it. All right, so, so Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Um, I'm gonna say this: it was not the best out of them all, but 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 it definitely had its moments. It, now, it was a solid 7.5 on a scale from one to ten, if you ask me. Now, if you for all those people that now want to hate on Connor, um, his email address is. No, I'm just kidding. No, just, I'm, I'm shut just up! Kidding. I'm just kidding. Pop you on the head. Just kidding. So anyway, so go ahead. Yeah, I I I'm gonna agree with you on that, but I'll and I'll tell you why later. Um, go ahead. Um, one. One the the acting was good. Um, there were some good scenes. The um the, the they introduced a, a new character for for the movie who then unfortunately dies at the end. Or or, or wait, does she die? I I don't remember. Who? Rose. Rose. Yeah. No, she's not dead. Okay. No. So, so you think so, she's yeah. dead, but then they bring they drag her in. Finn yeah. drags her in and says, "Save her, save her, help her." Leave that in. I'm leave not going to edit that out. I'm going to leave that sucker in. <laughs> at, le- at least it came out the mouth. <laughs> and not the other end, dude. You, you put me in a giggle bit, now you dang But, but the fact okay. that it came out your mouth means it came directly at me, not yeah. the other way. Yeah. Jeez. Anyway, so go ahead. Okay, okay. If you can. <laughs> Okay, while well, well, he's got the giggles. Listen, I, I want to tell you, I, I kind of agree with him. I, I was sitting there, and, and my worry initially was that it was going to be a carbon copy of Empire Strikes Back. Because the first one was a cop, a, in my opinion, was a carbon copy of New Hope. I mean, I mean, come on, the the yeah, orphan on desert desert planet, that all that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, so I was worried about that. Now it wasn't it wasn't a carbon copy of Empire Strikes Back, no. so that was good. Yeah. But I did it just did not grab. The last half hour was awesome. But, oh yeah. But I don't know. It just I kept I I, I was sitting there and I'm going I'm I'm uh, this is sacrilege in my own head, but I'm kind of going meh at the beginning, you know, for the first hour or so. Um, but anyway, so. So, um, and I'll tell you why later. So, yeah. Uh, what else can I say about it? Um, I don't know. That's what um, your idea. Oh, oh, there are lots of cutesy things. You, 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 um, as dad made, made apparent to me a couple times, you could definitely see the, the Disney influence in the movie. And that um, was one, that was one of my biggest complaints. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, um, I mean, especially, um, it's just, it was all, all just the animals, you know? Oh, they had, no, um, no, um, it was more than the animals, just, well, but go ahead. Um, it's it's just um, we all know from the trailers we um we saw those weird penguin hamster things, and the things made out call them pamsters. Yeah, uh, they're pogs. I know that they're the pogs, but but Connor calls them pamsters. Pamsters, that's cuter. Um, uh, yeah, I like so, it better than pogs, but anyway. So, so, so we have the pamsters. Um, and then also if you saw all the trailers, you you saw you had these split second images of these like crystal fox looking things. 
Um, Dude, those were awesome. Uh, I want those, one. Um, those, those were awesome. Awesome. But, I but, want a pet crystal fox thingy. A Crocs. I forgot what they're called. They're called something, and I forgot what they're called. But um, but anyway. Um, I'm often called them more were, were crystal critters. That's all he called them. Yeah, that's true. But so, anyway, so, so anyway, then there's a third animal, which was like a giant um, oh, horse big, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. It, um, um, it, it was like a cross between a horse and a goat with a hint of leaping deer. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Just no horns, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so yeah, that, that my issue was it wasn't just the animals that were cute because, look. They've they've always had those. They had the the cute little sidekick for Jabba the Hutt. That dude. They've had the Ewoks. Cute. Well, they were. It was muppet. It was very muppety. If if you remember in that episode, in it was that, very muppety. Yeah, I know. The, the, the characters were very muppety, and that that always bothered me. Still does to this day. So yeah, there's always been kind of cutesy things. I mean, there was Jar Jar Binks, which was an effort at that that backfired because everybody hated Jar Jar. Uh, uh, I'm kind of neutral about Jar Jar. I like him, but I hate he, him at the same he, time. I didn't hate him like everybody else did, but I thought he was kind of funny at times. But anyway, there's always been that effort. Yeah. But it wasn't just the animals. It was it was the dialogue. It was I don't know. There was just too much. So yeah, look, there's always been. Humor in the Star Wars oh, yeah, movies, always. but it's kind of been in context with the characters, you know, like yeah. like Han Solo being sarcastic and all that kind of stuff, and the dialogue between him and Leia all those years and this kind of stuff. So there's always been some funny stuff in there, but this had just a lot of lines that were just flat out just cracking jokes, just oh, yeah. cracking a joke to make a joke to make the audience laugh. Now if, there was a couple, they hit it uh, they hit it a lot of the time a couple of times and I forgot which one it was that I laughed at that I actually laughed out loud at I forgot which one that was but it it, it seemed to be too much of an effort to make it funny, funny and cutesy to kind of appeal to the typical Disney audience and that that worries me because I didn't get that feeling at all in a Force Awakens I didn't I didn't get that at all in the last movie hmm. um, but I definitely got it in this one. Um, I mean, Finn was kind of funny in the first movie because he was just kind of bumbling idiot, always trying to run away, which happens a little bit in this one, too. Oh, yeah, obviously. So that was kind of the humorous part a little bit. But there just wasn't this overt humor in A Force Awakens that there was in this one. So that really bothered me, um, and it took me a while to get past that. And it wasn't until about the last half hour of the movie that that it just really kind of kicked into high gear and was really cool. So I definitely like The Force Awakens better. I definitely like Rogue One better. Um, so now you have to admit there were some pretty badass scenes um, um in the movie um especially when BB-8 BB-8 stinking takes hold of an imperial walker and controls it and fights a bunch of storm of stormtroopers. He didn't really fight a bunch of stormtroopers. He just shot them. He he didn't move. He wasn't moving around. You know, he was just kind of stood there with the, with the gun. So no, 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 no. no. Well, he he moves later. the walker a moment. La- yeah, later. But yeah. right then, when he took them all out, he was just standing there and shooting. So that's you know it's what a, I, mean. I could have done that. You could have done that. Oh yeah. Um. But pull the trigger. But 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 did did R two D two ever do something that cool? Um. Actually, take control of an imperial I walker. I don't remember. I mean, I look, I like BB eight. I like BB eight better than R two D two. But anyway, um, uh, also, how funny w- was it when, when in the casino scene, 
BB-8, oh, yeah. you, um, um, a bunch of these drunken people were, kept on putting coins inside BB-8 thinking he, he was uh, some kind of game. Yeah. Um, um, and then later, he, he's rolling around with all these coins inside him. Um, and, um, and soon these guards come out. And, and he's thinking, shoots out all these coins like a freaking Gatling gun at, at everybody. Uh, um, and, and then at the end, he, he, he kind of flicks the, the slot up and makes a, makes a blowing sound. Yeah. It was really funny. So, you know... I... Did I love the movie? Yes, I love the movie. Why did I love the movie? Because it's Star Wars and it's continuing the storyline. Exactly. I, I really, I, I, I'll be honest with you, my favorite part is the the relationship that's developing between Rey and Kylo. It's this weird pull-push relationship. They're kind of drawn to each other, but at the same time, they kind of hate and repel each other at the same time. It's kind of, it's, so it's, it's really, like magnets. It's, it's, it's a really interesting dynamic, and I thought they did a really good job with that dynamic between the two of them. Mm-hmm. I, I, I thought there was a couple of shockworthy moments. Some people got taken out that I wasn't expecting to get taken out. Like who? <laughs> okay, spoiler. Fast forward 10 seconds. Uh, Snoke. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I had a, you could see it kind of coming that Kylo was going to turn against Snoke. Just, At that um, moment, you, um, you kind of saw it happen, but the way he did it, cutting him in half, I just kind of went, "Oh snap!" I think I literally said that out loud in the theater. Yeah, you did, uh, because that was pretty cool and was unexpected. I, I I figured he would do something to hurt him so they could get away. I didn't figure he was going to cut him in half like he did. So that was kind of cool. He pulled the Darth Maul. Yeah, he did, <laughs> uh, but remotely. Exactly, <laughs> remotely. So, um, oh, oh. Know what I want to know? What? Where is the green lightsaber? Um, so so, so, so far, they have all been blue. Um, um, Luke has, well, had the last green lightsaber, and now it's gone. I mean, where is it? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't get that detailed. And, you know, the only colors that I know about, Mace Windu, you know, Samuel L. Jackson wanted purple. He's I mean, like, yeah. if I'm going to be a Jedi, I won't be cool. I'm going purple lightsaber oh, and he's the only one that's got a purple lightsaber uh, exactly but 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 you know what's so amazing about that um it, it, it's just that's that is the only reason why he wanted a purple but but the fan community then, then went into detail and made this whole backstory okay. behind me okay, well, i'm not really concerned i'm not really concerned that. about that you know it's, 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 i just find that's kind of cool yeah. you know but you know some things that weren't answered were you know all the stuff you've been reading all these last two years or however long it's been since the last movie and leading up to this movie is who is supreme leader Smo- uh, Snoke Snoke I said Smoke because I'm thinking about Felicity Smoke uh, really <laughs> dude, that that wasn't even worth it I know um, so you know you who is it who is it who's all the you know here's all the theories here's who we think it is here's who we, you never found out who it was now he's dead. So well, I, I mean, guess well, I, well, I mean, we do find out he's he, he's supreme leader Snoke. But we knew that Snoke before. His... We knew that before. But who is he? You don't know who he is. He's just some dude, some character that just showed up for a Force Awakens, who's the supreme leader. And everybody kept trying to figure out who he really is. Is he Anakin? Is he? You know? Is he? I mean, there's all kinds of theories out um, there. So um, there's one theory that, that I'm I'm kind of 25 percent leaning towards. He was actually Ray's father in some way. I don't know. I, I mean, just want to. I just want to put that out there. There's a, there. Well, we'll get to the parentage of, the, of her too. So, you know, the reality is we never learned anything about him. He was just there. Now he's and dead. dead. Yeah. I mean, if you find out about who he was before, it's not really going to matter now because he's cut in half. 
And unless he, the force is really strong in him and he can reanimate himself and stick his two parts back together, then he's not really going to matter. I don't find that possible, but whatever. So that was kind of a waste of energy in the fan base to try to figure out who he was, I guess. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, at one point Kylo's like talking to Ray. I know who your parents are. And everybody's like, ooh, ooh, we're about to find out who, who Ray's parents are. He's like, they're nobody. They sold you for drinking money. For drinking money. They're, and they're, they're buried. Drunkers. And they're buried. Yeah, and they're buried in some unmarked grave in, in you know, in some cemetery in ja- on Jakku. And that's it. There you go. So she comes from nobody. There's all these theories. And we don't know that that's true yet. I still have a suspicion that that's not true, that there's more to the story. He but, lied. I don't know. But anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say that he lied. So. You know, I think I think us as Star Wars fans, I think between now and the next one, the last in the trilogy, I think we all need to chill out a bit. We wasted a lot of energy. There was a lot of print space, a lot of screen space on all the in the blogosphere for the last between the two movies about answering those two questions, and it looks like they don't really matter that much. So, oh, oh I do want to point out something really cool. Um, Leia, she, she pulled a full on Star Lord. Yes, she did. <laughs> oh, go ahead, tell them what. I mean, okay. Yeah. I, okay. I, so I, I agree. Complete, full on Star Lord. So, um, for for those of you who don't know, um, Star Lord is a character inside the Guardians of the Galaxy, played by played by Chris Pratt. Um, um, um in the first movie, um, so Star Lord was saving someone from deep in space. Um, and he had no mask on or, or anything, and he was just in the exposed area of space. Um, and he was just able to to survive the cold, freezing temperatures of it. Uh, um, and th- and then he was taken on board a ship. Well, Leia did something similar. She 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 was on the bridge of um of her battle cruiser, and, and then another battle cruiser shot a laser into it and, and blew it up. She. Um, her her body was intact. She was fine to per se, per se but she just for, got sucked out into space. Exactly, but somehow she, she then got a real hold of the force. She opened her eyes and just kind of extended her hand out. And she literally flew straight through space, back on board the ship, and somehow survived that. It's like, yeah. So she woke up in space, mm-hmm. which was the first thing, and she started having like that frozen skin look, like Star Lord had in the first Guardians of the Galaxy oh, when yeah. he was sucked out into space. Or a jettison out into space. Yeah. And then she just kind of opens her eyes and starts moving her hands. And then just kind of does this like superwoman kind of flying through space to get back into the ship. So, yeah, she went full on Star-Lord. It was freaking awesome. But, you know, they they were lucky in that they were able to get all the filming done for her mm-hmm. for this movie before she died. Oh, yeah. I don't know what they're going to do for the next movie. You know, Connor said, well, you know, in, in, in Rogue One, you know, they, they did a, a CGI Leia. I'm like, yeah, for one scene. They didn't have a CGI Leia for the entire movie, no. so I don't know how they're going to do that. No, but there's body doubles, trick camera angles, prosthetics. I guess voice modulating. I guess so, but I mean, it's going to be a lot of work to do that if they're if they don't kill her off early in the first in the in the third movie. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I would assume that's what's going to happen because in the first one, Han's gone. Now Luke's gone. Oh yeah. So I would think that she's going to be gone. He in pulled the third to Ben Kenobi, by the way. Kinda, yeah. He oh, he but, just he, he just melded into the force. And 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 to tell and let me, let me tell you to tell you what shows you how much better Luke Skywalker is than than Kylo Ren. Luke beat him with yeah. a with a hologram of himself. No 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 no. It, it wasn't a hologram. Well, I mean that, I don't, he I protected think of himself it. with the force. Yeah, I know. I couldn't he, think of a better way of describing it. 
um a perfect way to a perfect way to say it astral projection astral projection okay so um yeah kylo at the end of the movie you know he's fighting luke you know and he's charging him and he's and and, and luke no 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 no, no. he okay. here here yeah i'm gonna shut up part. you go ahead go oh, ahead yeah so so first so first they're um the they're, they're this abandoned base um um, Kylo Ren sent down a, a bunch of dog walkers and, and a bunch of ape walkers and all that stuff. Or whatever they were. Yeah. Yeah. I'm calling them ape walkers just because uh, uh, the way the front things look. Yeah, I, know, look. I know why you're calling them that. Yeah, so, so, yeah. So I'm sure they have an official designation. Like, at at that kind of yeah, stuff. Well, whatever. Sure. Yes. So, so anyway, Luke, Luke then walks out um, um, into the salt field right in front of, of all of these... Walkers and ships and everything, and Kylo Ren. You can just tell he is scared. He he is like angry, scared. I mean, he then screams out for all walkers and fighters to just start firing all they can at Luke Skywalker. Um, um, and, and then after like five minutes of just pure firing, um, and, and when the smoke clears, he just walks out. Uh huh. Luke just somehow walks out. And, you know, and Connor's like, how in the world did they do, how in the world did he survive all that? And I was thinking, like, okay, force bubble or something like that. Force out. Yeah, he wasn't even there. Um, um, so, so as Luke walks out, he, he, he just does the classic, wipes his shoulder off oh, and yeah, just that was, stares at that, that was pretty funny. I, I will admit, that was, a, that was a funny little slight move. But, uh, but anyway, there, you know, so it was a good movie. I definitely recommend you go see it. Oh, yeah, obviously. There were just some red flags for me that just dropped it below Force Awakens in Rogue One. Um, you know, the thing I hate about Rogue One was they all died, and I liked just about every one of those characters. Um, well, 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 I mean, they were meant to, they were meant to die. No, I know be, that. I just liked them. I'd like to have seen more up, more from them, not just a one off of all those characters. But you, you might see that droid again. Maybe uh, that droid. Dude, the planet blew up. Wasn't he off planet? No. He was on planet? He was on planet. Oh, okay. I mean, he was in the ship, but he was they were all there. There was no, the planet blew up. I don't care if you were in low Earth orbit. You ain't going to survive it, okay? Sorry. You don't the know. The planet blew up. <laughs> it blowed up real good. Okay. One more so, time now? <laughs> the planet blew up. <laughs> so, anyway, so okay. I'll... Really like that one, um, and, and I liked Force Awakens, and I like this one too. It just, it was a little disappointing because of some of those red flags for me. Um, but you did have some good scenes, like oh yeah, like you know uh, Luke milking an alien, well cow, an alien well cow walrus thing, and then drinking it, and it was like some weird green stuff. And I mean, it shot out like like it was like a high pressure hose into his bottle. It was. It was gross. <laughs> it was gross and funny at the same time. And, and Ray was like, she had this look on her face, like, "Oh man, this is gross." Turned her head, and I'm seeing something I really shouldn't be seeing right now. He is playing he, with anyway. He just he's playing with an well, he's we, playing with an alien walrus cow teat, <laughs> and drinking directly from it like a water fountain, basically. It's like what the craps? Yeah, that was that was pretty that was pretty weird. That was that was that, that was that was most cringe. And that was seen. that was early in the movie, and I'm sitting here going, "Okay, so this is what we got coming for us the next hour and a half." Okay, all right, cool. So strap in. So anyway, so overall, it was a good movie, and I really enjoyed it. And it was a you know there are movies. Oh, oh, oh. I've got another. Oh, I've got another awesome scene. Okay, go okay. Ahead. So, so, 
the original Yoda puppet makes an appearance as Ghost Yoda, and somehow he is still one enough with the Force and still sentient enough to freaking use the Force to call down a bolt of lightning and strike down a tree. It's like the tree. Yeah, yeah. On the island where Luke is, um, it, um, apparently it's where the, it's when where the Jedi religion yeah. and not the Order, the Jedi religion yeah. first came about. Um, and, and inside this tree, we thought were, were, were the original sacred texts of the Jedi yeah. Order, yeah. who we which we then find out later, Ray took them. On yeah, right, the, right, right, right. Took the books, so Ray still has the books. Oh yeah. Um, it was it was creating a, a really. I read something uh, recently, right before the movie came out, about what exactly, you know, creating a balance in the force really meant, and they didn't know if that meant having you know good versus evil, or just having a little good and evil in you all at the same time if you have the force and this kind of stuff. So it was kind of interesting, and I thought that they were kind of creating a dynamic like that between Kylo and Ren, but then it kind of turned more directly into he's the bad guy. He's decided that he's the pure on bad guy she's the pure on good person and so it kind of created a more clear good versus good versus evil thing but anyway so overall it was a good movie definitely recommend seeing it there's movies that i've been to see in the theater that i'm like i wish i'd waited and paid for blu-ray to rent it instead of paying all that to see it in the theater i wasn't disappointed that i spent the money to see this in the theater and you won't be either um if you loved it and think it's the best thing since sliced bread great I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fault you for that. I'm not one of those that gets into how can you like that movie because X Y Z. I'm not one of those kind of fanboys. I didn't enjoy it as much as other people did, um, but if you did, more power to you. So, so yeah. But um, I purposely held off. I didn't want to see Thor Ragnarok because I'm kind of saving some money and, and kind of being frugal with my spending at the theater because it's a hundred bucks every time I go. It's not a hundred bucks. It's pretty stinking close when all three, me and you and Mitch go and get popcorn and drinks okay, and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, so I didn't go, so I'm going to wait to see that on Blu-ray. But this one, I definitely want to see in the theater and I was really happy that I did. Awesome. So, what about you? Um, You, you know me. Anytime um, anytime I go and see a movie in the theater, I'm, I'm always happy about it. And know? dad pays. That's always good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so next... Yeah, what do you want to do? Are you Next talk about the Christmas, the Christmas stuff? Let's finally get started <laughs> talking about Christmas. Well, we had to get that stuff out of the way because that's that's more timely kind of stuff. Um, but anyway, so I thought it'd be kind of cool to talk about some fun Christmas memories, Christmas stories, geeky stuff, all that kind of stuff. Connor wants to talk about snow days. I don't really have memories of snow days, but you know, that's because that's because you lived in in the South all your life and saw snow at, at least once every five years. Yeah, well, there's that. But... <laughs> But um, I do remember that one year in my junior year in high school, we had a cold day. We actually had two cold days in a row. What do you, mean, was, what do you mean a cold day? I mean, what what's a cold day? Um, the, uh, it's uh, it's uh, December. It's always going to be cold, cold. A cold front from Canada reached all the way down here in Alabama. Uh-huh. And it was so cold, it was it was 10 degrees below zero in Valley, Alabama. It was it was a beautiful day. There wasn't a cloud in the sky, but it was ten degrees below zero. And that's not windshield. It was actual ten degrees below zero. My junior year in high school. Holy crap! It was so cold that the, the heaters in the high school weren't equipped to heat that cold weather, and so they... school got called for two days in a row because it was cold. That's it. <laughs> that's pretty awesome, if you yeah, ask me. So you know, you didn't have to worry about the snow and all that kind of stuff. You just got to hang out and stay at home. <laughs> so I haven't had any snow days, but that's that's my cold day. That's the closest no, thing oh. I got to a snow day. <laughs> Um, 
Um, for, for me, my, um, my most memorable snow day and, and snowy event was um, back when I was in middle school, I think. Um, um, me, me, my brother, um, and, and some of the neighbor kid friends um, um, all, all went outside, had some fun um, on the street behind us um, in, in our neighborhood. The, all, almost all of them have, has, have these really steep hills. Um, 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 and when they're coated with snow, they're extremely slick. Um, and, and this house was, was actually kind of opening their extremely steep yard to, to, to some of the neighborhood kids, um, and, and offering them the, the, these, like, um, you, you know those signs that, that are always out in front with, with um, uh, with, with the amount of prongs mm-hmm. and stuff, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So, so they're offering a couple of these, and so so me and my friends just kind of took some of those and slid down that hill. I swear, I was going so fast, I, I nearly shot into the forest right across the street. Um, and then one, and then one of my friends actually did. He mm. went, he went down the hill, um, caught some air, um, slid across the other half of the street, and then slid right down into the forest. So basically, he went Clark W. Griswold on the slide. Exactly. Okay. Um. So. Like I said, I don't have any snow days like that. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, it snowed in Alabama, and Granddaddy, my dad, um, made me a sled. I mean, he got some sheet, you know, got wood, made a sled with like two, you know, a plank and, I mean, a piece of plywood, and then two two by fours, and then shaped them on the bottom and put some sheet metal on the bottom. Yeah, and it worked. But I mean, the ground, you know, the snow down here is so wet, it just kind of stuck. But anyway. What about Christmas memories? Any kind of Christmas memories? Because I got I got a few of those. Uh, um, um, Christmas memories. Um, I don't really remember specific Christmases. Um, uh, um, I just remember specific Christmas presents that I got that I really really liked and stuff. Okay, well let me let me start. Let me okay, start. Okay, so, you start with. Um, I'm gonna start with one of my first ones was. Well, I got I got several. I got one, and there's picture evidence of this. Um, I was really I was really into the Muppets when I was when I was a kid, and a Christmas present I got was a Muppet. It was you know, and it and it had came with all the hair and the eyes, so you could make different kind of characters and, and do a Muppet thing. And you know your Aunt Thea. Oh yeah. She's pretty. I mean, she's pretty funny. Oh yeah. And so she got it. And she started doing, and I forgot what it was she was saying, but she's doing all kind of voices in my face, and and I got laughing so hard that I threw up all the chocolate that I'd been eating. And there's there's a picture at one point of her, you know, talking to me and me with my mouth open, and you can see the chocolate in my mouth because I'm laughing so hard. So, I mean, I, yeah. I have, have not ask, heard this story. You have to ask Aunt Thea about it. She probably oh, remembers more specifically. Oh, I've but, got uh, a good story to ask for this Christmas. Oh, I mean, it's not, I mean, she knows. I mean, I know. You know. It's going to be funny to hear but, it in um, mouth. So that, your that, mouth. So that's, but... that's, that's an early one. I, you know... We used to, with me and my two older sisters, when we when we were younger, you know, we would. It, it was a tradition that we all slept in the same bed together. You know, my older sister had a bigger bed, and we'd all sleep in the same bed together, and just kind of we were so excited about Christmas, and um, we would sleep, we'd stay in the bed, and we would talk, and we'd giggle, and we'd whisper, and this kind of stuff until after midnight or whatever, or early in the morning, we couldn't take it anymore, and then we'd come running out and go to get, get mom and dad, and this kind of stuff. But it, it, so I mean, everybody has those kind of stories, but. What about do you do you have any memory of when you found out or realized that Santa Claus was mom and dad? Did you do you have any memory about that? You mean when you took me me and Luke in, in into the garage and actually told us? 
Oh, I, I guess I don't remember. I don't remember. I'm not. I don't remember doing that. So I guess we did. Because that's what happened, and it was not as big of an event as you would think. No, Neon. because you kind of already guessed by then. Anyway, well, well, that's why we well, told you. Yeah, because. Because, because see, I think I was fourteen and Luke was no, no, yeah, yeah. Good grief, no. Yeah. Y'all were younger than that. No, no, Any, no. Y'all were y'all y'all were way younger than that. Anyway, um, no. See, you missed you missed a perfect opportunity for a joke just then because you had this long pause and I thought that's where you were going when I said, you know, what about that when when you guys found out that there what that that Santa Claus was mom and dad and I was just waiting for you to go, what? What? You mean all that? Say so you missed it. out on the show. I should have done that. But I'm, Such but a I'm, good opportunity. But I mean, what, but, um, what do you think? Right? That, that's been done to death. You know, it yeah, wouldn't no. have been funny. So, it, it, um, it would have been like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, they're going to do that joke then. And it just wouldn't have been no, funny. It would have been entertaining. Any, okay. No, anyway. no, the listener would have been like that. I know what you're saying. And yeah. I'm disagreeing. But okay, anyway, bye-bye. you missed it. You missed I know I missed it. So... I remember um, I wanted an air hockey table. For, oh, no, 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 no! Before you say that one, one, to, um, um, tell the story about the Atari. No, I'll get to that one. Uh, I'll get dang to, it! No, because I'm doing them kind of chronologically. That came after. Oh, it did. Yeah. Oh. So um, I wanted an air hockey table for Christmas, and I knew the one I wanted because you know, I mean, we stop, Connor, and um, you know, we get the Christmas catalog back then, and you just you just poured over it for months kind of stuff because you had to order back then it wasn't amazon you get it in two days free shipping it was you order it and you get it in six weeks kind of stuff <laughs> so um so i wanted an air hockey table and, and it's something i really really wanted and and one day i was we had um we had a basement in, in my, my old house and, and it was a finished basement and this kind of stuff but there was a room that we didn't use down there that ended up being like a spare bedroom but it was a room that kind of wasn't being used at the time and the door just kind of always stayed locked and I got old enough, I'd figured out how to pick locks, those little pin locks, you know. And some friends were over, and they were saying, what's in that room? I'm like, you know what? I don't know. They just always keep it locked. And I picked the lock, and inside was a huge box. And it said, air hockey table, Sears and Roebuck. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't think Santa shops at Sears. I thought Santa made his own stuff. I'd already been kind of questioning at that point anyway, and I'm like, you know what? I think it's time for me to have a conversation with mom and dad. So, whereas your mom and dad pulled you out and told you guys, I confronted mom and dad and pulled them off and said, hey, let's have a little chat here. Let's have a little conversation. So, you guys are Santa, right? No! Come on. I saw the air hockey table downstairs. How'd you get in there? I picked a lock. (laughs) Well, why did you do that? Well, I... Had you not been hiding anything in there, it wouldn't have been a bad thing. I was just wanted to see what was in that room. So, so that was my how I discovered, and it wasn't that big of a deal. But, but anyway, but my one of my funniest stories, Christmas stories, uh, was the year that the Atari Twenty Six Hundred came out. My first video game that started my love of video games, and I was pretty sure I was getting one. It was pretty clear because I pretty much said, "That's all I want." I don't care about anything else. You can buy me socks and underwear. I don't care. I want the Atari 2600. And there were these, you know, and, and at that time, we already knew that, 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 you know, mom and dad were Santa Claus. So there wasn't a Santa Claus kind of thing. They were all wrapped presents for mom and dad. And there was a box under the tree. It was suspiciously the same size and shape as I expected the Atari 2600 box to be. 
Well, one day, I was home alone. And mom was out shopping, and I knew they were going to be gone for a certain number of hours. I knew it. So every good dun, story. You dun, 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 dun. So then I kind of kick into Mission Impossible uh, mode, and I get the I, I get a knife, and I get the box, and I carefully open up the tape on the on the wrapping on the box just to peek inside to see what it is, and sure enough, it's my Target Twenty Six Hundred. And I'm like, well, if I can. Open it up. Maybe if I open up this other piece of tape, it'll loosen up where I can pull the box out of the wrapping. And I did. <laughs> so then I used the knife to cut open the lid of the box. You know, back then there was that, that really thick, like, glue that they would. And so I kind of slowly got the uh, the box open. I pulled that sucker out. I plugged it into the TV, wired it up, and went to town for like two hours on that thing. <laughs> And then I carefully packed it back up, sealed it back up, glued that glued that box back shut, <laughs> slid it back in the wrapping tape, taped it all down. No one was ever the wise. I told Connor that story. He says, well, did Grammy ever find out? I'm like, yeah, when I told her, <laughs> like two years later. <laughs> so that was kind of my pre-Christmas Christmas kind of thing. So that, that's, that's my funniest Christmas gift story, I think. Well, except for the time, and you've had this experience too. Where you go into your extended family Christmas and they do draw they draw names and they mess up on the drawing names and everybody gets a present and you sit there and go, uh, where's my stuff? Where's mine? So I, I had one year where we had a huge extended family of like it's like thirty or forty people back then. Oh, yeah. Not not I mean with my grandparents yeah, and, yeah. and cousins and stuff, and everybody opened presents and there I was sitting there and I'm like nine ten years old and I'm going, I didn't get one, I didn't even get a rock, <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> And they had to figure out somebody, and somebody got two. So there was the problem. Well, then uh, just a few years ago, same thing happened to Connor. So we're compatriots with that. My most horrific. What are you? I found this on the blanket. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, I don't know what that was all about. Uh, oh, blanket being our our, our ghetto soundproofing in, oh, yeah. in our laundry room that we're at right now. But our my worst story, worst Christmas story. Was when we went to Oklahoma that year. Oh yeah, you were young. But, but was but Mitch? Was Luke even born? I don't. Know, I think mom was pregnant with Mitch. I think. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Mom was pregnant with Mitch. Yeah, yeah. And because because Luke was born right after we got there when we first moved there, so she was pregnant with Mitch, and you were a little. Luke was a little. And we drove. And now listen, driving from North Dakota to Oklahoma. What are you doing? I have no idea. Connor is slowly caressing the, the, the pop filter over there with his nose. <laughs> I'm just bored. I don't know what's going on over there. I don't know that I want to know. But anyway, so so driving, driving from North Dakota to Oklahoma, southeast Oklahoma, it's about a 23-hour drive. And we did it straight. We didn't stop and spend the night. So 23 hours straight driving, we go there. And we get there. And we're planning on being there for like 10 days or whatever, or longer. And literally two days after we're there, they get hit with a huge ice storm. In that area, there's like a swath in the country where it's like, it's a little bit too far south for good snow, but it's a little bit too far north for it to be just rain. So they get ice storms a lot, and they got ice. And they got so much ice that every single blade of grass had like a quarter inch of ice on it. Okay, I mean... And they live out in the middle of nowhere 
my in-laws live on, on, on ranch land and this kind of stuff. So they're, we drive for, was it 35, 40 minutes on a dirt road before we get to a paved road from their house. That's how far out in the country they live. Then even um, and then even from the paved road, it um, it's another twenty minutes to an actual town. Yeah, right. So um, so anyway, so we're way out in the middle of nowhere, and of course with all that ice, they lost power. Um, and there's no city water out there. It's no, it's it's well, it's water. well water, it's water and well pump and this kind of stuff. So. Um, and of course they had, they had gas and, and, uh, no, they had, no, I guess it was electric heat. They had electric heat. Um, so since they lost power, we had no electricity. We had no heat. We had no running water for eight days. Eight days. We had no nothing. And so we were all living in one room with the fireplace to try to keep it cold. I mean, keep it warm. And... Um, my job, I was the water boy. Do you remember that? Every morning, every morning I got on the four wheeler that had a, had like a little trailer on the back of it and grabbed about four or five big five gallon plastic, you know, Letica buckets kind of thing. When I drove across the pasture to the pond that's on the property, broke the ice that was on the pond because the pond was frozen over, filled up those five, five, five gallon buckets uh, with water from the pond, from the frozen pond, drove it back, and that was our water for the day. We boiled it, you know, to use for cooking, and we heated it up to use to bathe the kids because all the kids were small enough at the time where they could fit in, like, the utility sink in the in the, in the the mudroom. And so we just bathed them in a sink. And <laughs> the adults didn't get a bath at all. Oh, okay? wow. So I don't know if you guys remember. No wonder you guys stinked. Stinked? Yeah, stinked. Grammar much? Um. Isn't that a word? Stink? Stink. Stink. Oh, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad we paid for that education. Um, But anyway. So, all right. So, I know you guys, Whoever, if if you're listening to this, I know you've seen the Batman with um, Jack Nicholson as the Joker. And you remember how they, they they, they like, poisoned all the cosmetics and all that kind of stuff back then? And so then nobody was showering and nobody was using shampoo and nobody was using soap or makeup or any of that kind of stuff. And you remember, like, the the news report and the, the news anchors had, like, acne and greasy hair sticking up and, and, and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, that was us. That was us. And um, after about six days, I guess about six days, uh, we still had no power, but we were able to get into town um, <clears throat> where they had finally gotten power back. And myself and my sister-in-law drove that hour to get into town and spent six hours doing everybody's laundry so we had clothes. Oh, by the way, she was pregnant at the time. And I mean, like really pregnant at the time. With who? Uh, would that be Al? No, 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 no. It was um, it, that was too early to 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 be Al. No, it was it was uh, Anthony. It was Anthony. It was Anthony. That's right. That's right. So anyway, yeah. And every day, every day, I would say, okay, if it's like this tomorrow, we're going home. If it's like this, we're you know, it, it's it's still a joke when I'm out there. Um, I sat on the phone because somehow we had phone service, but I sat on the phone and just would be on hold and would call and busy signals with the power company. All day, every day. That's how I filled my day. Getting fro- water from the frozen pond and sitting on the phone with a power company trying to find out when we're going to get power. It wasn't the most enjoyable Christmas 
vacation, but it's definitely been one of our funniest stories that we still talk about today. And that was 19 years ago. Yeah, because Luke's about to be 19. So yeah. well, I mean, well, I mean, I would have been been um, three or two at that point, right? Yeah, something two, two, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it, but I mean, it, it, should I, should I remember it? I remember some. Yeah, of that but stuff. you you have a good memory. You remember stuff from way back then. So, yeah. um, so anyway. Um. All right. Uh. What else you want to do? Well, what I mean, you, what do you want to do? I, I mean, I mean um, the last thing to talk about is the bot one. I guess we'll talk about the best of the worst on Netflix. And I wanted to go with the Christmas theme, and and I just randomly picked this one out of all the Christmas movies on there. It's called uh, Christmas Horror Story. A Christmas Horror Story. Or a Christmas Horror Story. And I, and I was telling friends of mine, and I have f- several friends that are huge into horror movies and stuff, and they all went, "Oh, it's good. We loved it." And I'll be honest with you. It wasn't that bad. It was kind of funny. It was, but yeah, it wasn't that bad. It but... was cheesy. It was super cheesy. But it was worth the price of, price of admission, if nothing else, to watch William Shatner slowly get drunk over the course of the, the movie. He played uh, it. He... That was William Shatner? That was William Shatner, yes. Wow, my son <laughs> didn't know who William Shatner is. Yes, that was William Shatner. That was Captain Kirk. He was the DJ who started with eggnog and a little bit of liquor, and then by the end was just drinking it straight out of the bottle. Yep. Yep, that was the drunk. That was drunk Captain Kirk, in a Christmas sweater. Yep, that was him. <laughs> so, so the premise of the movie is: there's how many storylines again? There's four. Um, um, there's the Changeling. Know, there's um, Krampus. Uh, mm-hmm. There's the Santa Claus with the zombie elves. Um, oh, and then there's the 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 baby ghost. the the baby uh the rape rape, rape? yeah rape ghost. Oh, the, the the school one the the baby thing. Yeah, yeah that's not really. I, mean, I don't know if I call it a rape ghost, but I anyway. Would. Anyway, so there's four storylines, and they kept. So, so. It's kind of like Creep Show, and then it kept jumping back and forth and telling these stories, and and and, and kind of just told all four stories simultaneously throughout the movie. Okay, so so which two are you going to talk about? I'm just going to kind of talk. No, I'll no, let you, no, 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 no. I'm not going to. Let's choose two. Come on. No, because I, you'll have more to say about it than I will. Why? I don't know. Just so I'm just going to kind of follow your lead and just chime in because I've been doing a lot of talking. I won't let you talk, man. I'm tired. All right. So I got so. stuff to do today. So, let's talk about the very first story that 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 started, which was which was as I called it the rape ghost story. Go, go ahead, go ahead. I, I, I don't want to spend the whole time just telling plots of all four stories. Okay. So let's you know. Okay, so he, here is the briefest of summaries I can give you. There's a school. A couple of students the previous Christmas were found dead. Then these three media students went went in there um, and, and tried to make a kind of investigative story thing on it. They went in, went went a, into a the year basement. later, Christmas Eve, the year, the next year, the anniversary of it, and and you forgot the original, you forgot the origin of it. It was that fifteen year old girl who was pregnant. No, no, they didn't know that at the time. Well, they had they okay. Well, then I messed up. Then go yeah. ahead. So. Why they wanted to, to go there was because of the weird way that that these two students died. One one was crucified, like the crucified against the wall. Um, um, and I forgot the, how the girl died. She was. Um, I, I think she just had her neck snapped and was dangling from a pipe outside the room. Okay. Anyway, so so basically, it's a situation where you know there's weird, goofy jump scares and and you know what you find out through the course of it. There was some fifteen year old girl that. There, I guess it used to be a, a nunnery or a convent or something, yeah. and there was a 15-year-old girl there that was pregnant um, years and years ago, and she died trying to abort her baby. 
She kept uh, on saying she, she kept on saying she, she was a virgin and stuff like that. Right, and then she died uh, abor- trying to abort the baby, and then there was all this stuff written on. And there's a lot of stuff about, you know, unto this world a child will be born. It was a, a lot of a kind of a Christian undertone to it, but you know, it's your typical jump scare type stuff. And, um, but, and the 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 interesting thing is the girl kind of becomes possessed by the ghost of the 15 year old girl. And, and bangs both of the dudes. No, tries to tries to do it with one, and he won't. True. Remember. Yeah. So then you don't see him for a while till they find him later with a crucifix stabbed through his eyeball, dead. <laughs> well, um, uh, and then she hooks up with the other guy, and he's always you can always tell he's always kind of liked her in 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 this storyline, and she's wearing like a mini skirt, so she basically just hikes it up, hikes it up, straddles him, and. Goes to town. And goes to town, and, and then she goes, what did you do to me? He's like, what did you do to me? You're the one that did it, and this kind of stuff. So basically the ghost possessed her so that she could have sex and get pregnant to have the 15-year-old's baby. Uh, it was just this. So then we finally see the ghost. Oh, and he, yeah, we finally see the ghost. and She's carrying her fetus or right. something. And, and um, so she ends up slamming the one surviving dude up against the wall. He ends up dying like a crucifix on the wall like the other guy did. And then she disappears, and then the other girl just walks out of the school. And that's the end of that story. It's kind of weird. The, the that, was next... probably, that, was probably, that one and Krampus were probably my least favorites. No. Um, you know, the Changeling one was my least favorite. Yeah. The Changeling okay. one was weird. So, the, the Changeling one. No, no, no. I got this. I know monsters. I know okay, monsters. So, so for for those of you who don't know what what a changeling is, um, a changeling is um is a small monster about the size of a child, um, and actually, and actually, that's their their routine. They will take a child who is lost, um, and, and then take their form, and and go back to the family, and try and bond with the mother, um, and, and in a way suck off their life force. Um, um, and, and as we saw in a scene of the movie, apparently the best way to get life force is to get them it, at the peak. sexually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 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 mom was sleeping. Dad um d- dad was asleep on, on the couch because because they got into a fight. Then the son who 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 at that point was a changeling, although we didn't know she was a changeling at the time. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Um, we um, knew um, he, he was a changeling. We I mean, had he seen him. Knew he was weird. We didn't know what happened to him. No, because when he was, he was laying in his bed and they looked out the window and closed the window, you could see his reflection and you could see that it was a changeling. In the, in the, so we knew it was the changeling. Mom's in bed. We, um, we didn't see this lump appear, and she starts moving around, gasping, and enjoying uh, herself. Yeah, let's just say that. That then we see the small hand kind of creep out over it, kind of creep she, out up up her chest through the through the, the the blanket. And at that point, I'm sitting there going, "Okay, I know this kid. This is actually not the kid, and it's a changeling, but that's a little kid's hand that's doing that." And I'm like, "That's eh, just pushing a little bit too far for me." Yeah. So that was kind of cringeworthy for me. So um, um, I thought the kid was kind of. Pretty bad at acting, and but but anyway, so I didn't like that storyline either, oh, yeah. and I thought that was kind of weird. And I, oh, yeah. and eventually and, he um um and um and eventually we find out when the mom finally traps the traps changeling. Um, well, she traps the changeling after she finds her husband dead because he killed oh, him. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, oh by the way, her husband died. Um, garroted with with a belt. Yeah, well, that, um, and hand was was like ripped off. Yeah. So, um, so he's dead. Yes, yes, he's dead. Um, so she 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 whacks this dude, whacks this thing with a with a uh, metal bat, a metal bat, puts him in a bag, him, and then takes him back to the forest, him. to um 
to meet the guy who, who told her it was a changeling over the phone. And then we find out he hurts these things. And it's like he didn't he, heard them. He's, um, a, he, um, he's he, a caretaker he's, for them. He um he, he um he, he said I'm the only one that knows how to herd them right. He literally says that. Yeah. Okay, and he kicks I, them I, and stuff, and, and and you can tell none of them like him. Do you want me to stop talking? No, I just think we're going in a lot of details just to tell the storyline. We're going to spend the whole time just telling the storyline. I, I, I You know. True. So true. Okay. that was one. I mean, you had you had the 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 baby thing. You had the the. Um, changeling thing. The changeling thing. Then you had the Krampus thing. Of and it was it was, you know, a family that were all hate each other, were all nasty at each other, and this kind of stuff. And they were trying to go to one of them's, uh, the husband's and, grand, aunt or something like that in her house, who, and they were all was loaded. And, and and they just were sniping each other. And there was a Christmas, there was a Santa Claus statue and a Krampus statue. And the son is actually the son in the Gifted. If you guys watch the Gifted on Fox. Um, I forgot the kid's name, but he he was young, a couple years younger here. Um, and he broke the Krampus statue, and then as they're leaving the house because the aunt kicks them out, um, they run off the road because they see some kind of monster, and as they're trekking through the woods, one by, Krampus, one, one, by one, Krampus starts taking them out. And then um, the the daughter makes it all the way back to the aunt's house, and, you know, because she killed Krampus. Who we then find out was actually the 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 gardener on the uh, uh, at the house. Yeah, and she kills him. Goes back to the uh, aunt's oh, house. Oh, oh, oh. oh, fun fact: um, uh, if there are any supernatural fans uh, out there, the caretaker is, is also Death the Horseman in Supernatural. So anyway, um, the so, gardener, not the caretaker. So the, the 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 daughter the daughter makes it back to the aunt's house and start and confronts her and says, "Thank you for for letting me in." Then she starts to figure out. Wait a minute. You knew he was Krampus, and you purposely kicked us out so that he would come after us, and then you put a cross on your front door to keep him out, to keep you safe. So you you sacrificed up to keep you safe. So then the daughter turned into Krampus and killed the ant at the end. Um, and, and just so you can understand, the um, the the ant says the ant said that just like Santa, um, Krampus is a Christmas spirit. Um, and sometimes sometimes that spirit can fill a person up who who has such anger and such yeah. stuff. And um, and so that's why the gardener became Krampus because that angry spirit filled yeah. him up. Then the spirit fill, filled up yeah. the daughter, and she became. Krampus, um, and and it was just a bunch of other oh, stuff. Oh, and, listen, and so, finally, well, hold on, no, not finally, because oh, you because we're gonna mess you're gonna mess something up if we don't talk about this. Um, you know, we talked about William Shatner in there. He's this DJ, and he's kind of like the segue between all the different scenes. Oh, yeah. he's like a DJ at this at at, at the at radio, radio station, station, and he's talking about all the Christmas stuff and the oh, Christmas yeah. spirit and all this kind of stuff. And there's supposed to be like this Christmas food drive at the mall, and the weatherman is supposed to go down there and kind of be down there for the Christmas uh, food drive. And at the very beginning, he's like, so you're going to head out and this kind of stuff. He's trying to talk to the, the guy and the guy is just looks super angry and he writes on a piece of paper and slams it on the window, F Christmas, and walks out. So he's really kind of a nasty dude. That's going to be important later. Oh, yeah. Um, so, but then the last story was Santa Claus and the Zombie Ales and this was by far the best one. Okay. Because, <laughs> it, was just, it was just funny, yeah, really. because... You know, Santa, it, it starts, the movie starts with Santa, and it, you know, when they do the flyover of the North Pole, I swear it looks like Winterhold or something like that, or, or you know, from, from, uh, uh, from Skyrim. Oh, yeah. You know, but, um, and then it shows Santa going into the stables, and he's all scarred up and got blood on him, 
He's talking to the to the reindeer, and then the doors are, are blowing, and then it blows open. He's like, so you're here. And then it goes to start telling all these stories. But the story is, you know, it's Christmas Eve. They're getting ready. The elves are still making toys and this kind of stuff. And one of them's not feeling well. And Miss Claus, Claus comes in. And brings um, a bunch of cookies. And he de- and everybody, oh cookies, oh cookies, and he doesn't want one. He's like, oh come on, shiny, you always want want Miss, you know, Miss Claus cookies. Da, da, da. And finally, he's like, I don't want any of her fucking fucking cookies, and just cussing it up a storm. And then he you, chops his you hand. Ginger snow reindeer whore, I think yeah, he yeah, says, yeah, or something yeah. like that. So he and he ends up chopping his hand, and then he dies, or they think he dies, and they're like, wait a minute, elves can't die. Uh, turns out he's a zombie. Uh-huh. And then he starts infecting all the other elves. And so then you have nothing but a bunch of little, little tiny elves with the elf voice. They're the elf voice. And you haven't laughed until you've heard an elf in the elf voice dropping the F-bomb on people and cussing them out up to a storm. And, 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 and yeah, that's, that, was, that was by far the funniest part of the whole movie was just watching the elves just go ham on everybody and everything, <laughs> both verbally and physically. <laughs> And so Santa Claus, Santa Claus has this big like, staff yeah. and with a curved and pointy thing on the end, and he kind of sharpens it like a blade. And so he's going around killing all the elves, chopping their heads off, and and beating elves, killing Piercing. elves by beating elves with other elves' heads. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Um, um, we do not kid you. Um, um, one second, slices off an elf's head, dro- dro- drops his staff, um, and then takes the elf head. Sticks his fingers he... in the eye sockets uh-huh. like a bowling ball. Um, um, eh, um, no- knocks another elf down onto the floor, and literally, we mean this as literally as we can, takes the other head and beats the other elf to death with another elf's head. It's like... That's what I just said. That's the most cringe-worthiest thing that I have ever seen. No, the cringe-worthiest thing you've ever seen is the, what the Punisher did to that last guy in the last mo- in the last episode of the Punisher. That's the most cringe-worthy. It's thing. a close second, but it's an awesome cringe-worthy. Oh yeah. It's so, a- um, so anyway, so he goes around killing all the killing all these elves, and he's looking for his wife because he told he told Mrs. Claus to go hide, and he goes and he finds her, and she's been turned as well, so he has to kill her, and so then he goes out to the. Uh, to the um, reindeer, to the stables, and he's looking. Then you're back to that first scene of the movie, and the door flies open, and it's Krampus, and there's this huge battle, this huge battle between Santa Claus and Krampus. But then you start seeing flashes, and it turns out that Santa Claus is the weatherman at the radio station, and he's gone nuts in the mall, like full on psychotic break, nervous breakdown, just crazy, killing everybody. Kids, moms, employees, and the police are what busts in ends ends up killing him. So that was kind of the interesting twist at the end that it was that all along it wasn't Santa Claus, it was the weatherman, and it was what he was seeing in his head when he had had this psychotic break and was killing everybody. And there was there was bodies and blood and everything everywhere. So it was just kind of interesting. So cursing elves is still just the funniest part of that. It's worth the price of admission if you can get through all the other storylines, which were kind of eh, they were meh. But the the cursing elves was by far the best part of the whole movie. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> look, I mean, it is what it is. We try to find bad movies. As far as bad movies goes, it wasn't one where I sat there and went, "Oh my gosh, I I, I want my two hours back," like some of the other movies we've seen lately. But if you like horror movies and you like Christmas and you want to mash them together, there you go. Christmas horror story. Um, and you know. 
anything with William Shatner is always good because he's always so cringeworthy with his acting. Um, but but he was barely even in it. Yeah, no, but but he to, to me he was he was one of my favorite parts. Just you know, the way he talked and the drinking and the getting drunk and all that stuff. Anyway, so look, I, I got stuff I got to do. I got to get out, get out of here. But um, I appreciate y'all sticking by and just listening to this stupid stuff again. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know what the future holds right now for the stream, for our streaming, and for the the podcast right now. I've got some things going on in my life that's just keeping me super busy. And I want to see what I can do to try to keep on a regular schedule, but I don't know how I want to do that. So bear with us as we as I get through this, and um, we'll see you as soon as we can see you. I'll put out anytime we put out an episode. I'll let you guys all know. You can follow us um, on Twitter at G, uh, GP Variety Hour. You can follow me personally at Head Gamer. Uh, we're also on YouTube where we do some streaming every now and then. We've been doing some Diablo and Borderlands and stuff lately, and it, just look for Gene Pool Variety Hour. Search for Gene Pool Variety Hour on. On, on YouTube. Uh, Connor can be found on G+. It's C-Bomb, the, the goofball, goofball of the pool. pool. and uh, The goofball of the pool, just to clarify, if you couldn't tell by how we said it in, in unison. <laughs> one, if we said it in unison. One more time. C-Bomb, the goofball of the pool. Just in case you didn't hear that. C-Bomb, the goofball of the pool. Okay, just making sure. One more time now. No, 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 no. Okay, SpongeBob, we split those pants. If you don't know what I mean, go watch SpongeBob. You'll know if you watch that episode. Anyway, look. SpongeBob. um, I hope you guys have a great Christmas. I hope you guys love Star Wars and have a great time seeing it. Hope Santa Claus is good to you guys. I hope Krampus does not visit your house. And uh, we'll see. We'll see y'all next time. Have a great uh, Christmas. Hope you have some good times with family and friends. Uh, It is a special time of the year. And I know this has been a rough year for some people uh, in a lot of ways, not just financially or whatever, but I know politically and this kind of stuff. So I just, you know, take some time to remember what the season's supposed to be about and uh, let that keep you going through the next year. Okay? Go ahead, Connor. Connor's got something he wants to say. I was trying to end it on a nice note, but evidently he's going to end it on something. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Okay. <laughs> hey, so that was decent. So, Merry Christmas, y'all. Y'all have a good time. I hope y'all Merry get... Merry Christmas. Um, hope you get all your G.I. Joes with the Kung Fu grips and, and, and your Xbox Ones and your PS4s and your Switches and your... And your Barbies with the matching handbags. Well, I know that's what you asked for. <laughs> no, it's... Shut up! <laughs> but anyway, so y'all have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and we'll try to get another one out of, one of these out as soon as we can, so... Um, this is Sean. And this is Connor. And we're the Gene Pool Variety Hour, and we're si- signing off for now. So we'll see y'all later. Peace. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.